Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you a big, just a, just a fat, four news stories, okay? And technically, okay, let's, let's just, real quick, I want to say, yeah, there's only four, but... But they're fat. We're, yeah, they're, they're fatty news stories, and also... We've got so much in news, Cram, that it's absolutely outrageous. Almost made me have a stroke, okay? So you guys better appreciate that we have so much for you this week. All right? That's true. I'm just, There's I'm so sorry. much scrolling for these pages. I know. I'm sorry to, to go all like, like I, I don't know, like dad on you. But I'm just saying, you better appreciate the work that I put into this, okay? If you're listening <laughs> to this, I'm watching you. That's creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just like Santa Claus. You're like, you are creepy. 100%. Like, I don't understand why parents think it's okay to tell someone that, like, someone's watching them when they're sleeping. It's like, no, that's not cool. Especially an old man just, like, stroking his beard in the corner. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're aging well. And I'm like, no, dude. As long as it's his beard, I guess it's okay. That's very true. Uh, But this is about indie games, and I would like to introduce myself, Von Hyde, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average, Josh Boys. How are you doing today, big Josh boy? I'm doing well. I'm in my new house. You're, are you, okay, are you in your new house right now, or are you in your apartment? I'm in my new house. My apartment is gone forever. No way. That's pretty gone exciting. forever. Yeah, dude, it's crazy exciting. We've spent the last couple of days in here. It's been super nice. Family, not the family, <laughs> the family. <laughs> The neighbors are super chill. Um, they've all been very nice and welcoming. They also don't make a ton of noise at night. So it's been great. That was the one thing I was like super nervous about that we were going to move in and they were just going to be really loud. But like, no, the minute it hits like 10, 11 o'clock, everyone just like goes to bed, I guess. They just all shut the fuck up. You're like, I appreciate that about you. Hell yeah, man. It's, oh man, it's so good. But yeah, dude, <laughs> I was... I moved in and I started like putting everything and now it's it's so different, dude. This house is so big in comparison, like because it's it's a three bedroom. Yeah, you're in like a one bedroom apartment. I, I was imagine in, it's yeah, pretty big. I was basically I was basically living in what seemed like a studio because that's where like we did everything. So we had like no space. Now cut to having this house and I'm like trying to talk to my wife and I had to make like a rule where I was like, please don't talk to me if you're two rooms away because like I can't hear anything you're saying. Like I have I pretty... you're just going to cut it off there. Just please don't talk to <laughs> please me. Please don't talk to me. I have, na- I have a house now. I don't need you. We have three bedrooms for a reason. You get one. I get one. And then I get two. That's the dog, it. The dog gets one. The dog gets one. Oh, of okay. How nice of you to provide such a such accommodations for your, your uh, I guess, fur baby. Oh hell yeah, dude! I love the dog. Dogs, the dog's so much better. You know what I mean? You're like my wife barely got a room. That's how much I love that dog. Dog almost had two rooms. <laughs> one for toys and one for the dog. Yeah, I no, get it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been nice though. It's a uh, it's a whole different world. It's still so like it's so surreal walking through this house, like especially at night because you know you still get that like kind of creepy feeling because it's like it doesn't feel like it's your house, so you're just like whose fucking house am i in <laughs> like i don't know it just <laughs> seems really weird but uh but it's been great man that's amazing i'm so excited to hear that like you're you're finally in you're enjoying it that's great apparently you did uh not hang things well because before we recorded josh was like uh i just realized something's falling off my wall <laughs> and then you had to get up <laughs> to fix it 
<laughs> well, I have it. Yeah, so I don't know why. It's not like I was hanging like pictures or anything, but it's like a part of the, the the actual like blinds. I don't know how it happened. It was just like half on, half off. So I'm glad I caught it before this went any further because it probably would have smashed into like my computer uh, oh but... my god that would have sucked so bad i thought it would be funny if it fell and like while we were recording you're like something just like the apocalypse is going on in my fucking house but instead <laughs> like... that would suck so bad if we're in the middle of recording and it just falls down and crushes your monitor or something yeah yeah it probably would have smacked into one of them i mean it probably wouldn't hit both you know what are the chances but <laughs> It would be it would be quite debilitating, at least for our podcast episode. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, Vaughn, I could still hear you, but uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how I'm going to stop the recording right now. So yeah. we'll figure it much, out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to send this to you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Okay, so before we get into anything about indie games, of course, because this is an indie games podcast, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Of course, I guess actually, I love how I said anything about indie games, and I'm literally going to talk about it. So whatever uh of course we have a new indie developer interview up we put them up on wednesdays so make sure to listen to all of those they're great uh this one is by or not by it is with seth de grace i believe or uh de grace i believe grace. is how it's you gotta you gotta get those said. you gotta get the r rolls in that was that Did was I what he said get it good enough i thought grace. I do you sound like Perry the Platypus? Jesus, that was awesome. Uh, the solo developer behind Project Sky. I very much enjoyed it. I would absolutely recommend listening to it. The game itself looks so cool. I'm so excited. And also hearing why exactly uh, Seth is a solo dev, I found kind of interesting because it sounds like like he, he talks about how he's such a perfectionist and it would just be easier to set the groundwork uh, mm. by himself and then have someone come in once everything is kind of fully realized, just not polished yet. And I, I actually, I, I kind of like, I resonate with that. I'm like, I get you, dude, because I do that shit all the time. Yeah. So don't you worry. I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> And we have some other things to talk about. I have yet to do our resolution giveaway, and I'm actually going to be doing that uh, at the time that this posts. I think I'm going to be doing starting it on Saturday. So that should be like Saturday the 5th of September. So make sure to go to our Twitter at IndiePod. You can find it there, and uh, it will be a you have to follow us, you have to retweet, and you have to like that tweet, and that'll be it. Of course, these giveaways uh, are so that you can develop an opinion on this and possibly talk about it on your own. Talk about it to your friends. See if they would enjoy it. So even if, once again, I might not like a game, <laughs> there absolutely might be something in it for you. So please head over, enter these giveaways. You can decide on your own if you like them. And also, just if the game looks good to you, add it to your wish list on Steam. It's not exactly hurting you. It'll let you know when the game goes on sale. And if you don't actually win the giveaway, hell, you might find out that resolution goes like for five bucks in two months or something if you add it to your wish list. And you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to try that game out. Freaking buy for five bucks, whatever. It'll be great. And our last little bit of housekeeping True I want to say is please rate and review us on all sorts of different podcasting services or listening platforms, as I like to say and other people do, uh, so that we can kind of reach a wider audience, help out that algorithm, which I'm going to be honest, I say that, but I don't I have understand no what that means. Yeah, yeah. I, I just know if people <laughs> click or do certain things, maybe we'll show up. I don't know. 
Yeah, so just please rate and review us on all sorts of different podcasting uh, platforms and listening platforms. It'll help us reach a wider audience, uh, share our stuff on social media, tell your friends about us, and all of that fun stuff. But now it is time to get into the real indie game stuff. So Josh, you have been playing the Star Renegades beta by Massive Damage Inc., I believe is the developer. Tell Mm -hmm. me about Star Renegades, because this game looks dope as shit, but it looks hard, so I don't know if I'm I'm ever gonna play it no it's not well okay so obviously i can't really tell because i only played the first area so this beta is this beta basically seems like a demo of what the game would be the game comes out in a few days uh september 8th specifically so it's basically a demo it's basically a demo <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm glad i tried it because this is one of those games where I, I had my eye on it and i was like i wonder if this is gonna be good it looks like a game that i'd be into and like hell yes it is uh this game i'm so hyped for this is one of those things where this could be like my game of the year depending on how well this is executed um and obviously i'm giving that a lot of thunder even though i haven't played much more than a demo but like i really enjoyed what i got from my time so it is a turn-based game uh i won't go too much into the story of what exactly is happening but the way this works is you're trying to save your timeline there's these like evil alien race that's affecting it and trying to take over and kill i guess humans i don't really know exactly too much of it just because this was a brief glimpse into it but you're basically fighting in a turn-based style which has one of the the reasons why i like turn-based games is because if they're done in a way that at least i like it's almost kind of like a puzzle game in a lot of regards so it has a feeling very similar to uh, Octopath Traveler, where it's a turn-based game, but you're also considering how to do what's known as like breaks. So you're trying to stun or interrupt the enemy that you're attacking. So you have a number of characters, you might be fighting a number of enemies, and there's a timeline. And each one of your attacks that you have will have a certain speed associated to it. So it might be a slower one, it might be a a faster one, and the enemies will have attacks at different speeds as well. So the point is you're trying to do your attacks that are faster so that you can what's known as crit or do like extra damage but also push them back to a certain degree so that it, it knocks them farther off of that timeline and if you knock them completely off the timeline you basically just make it so they don't get an attack so it's it's a little bit of like a puzzle game and strategy to find out what's the best option for your attacks and how do you combo your different characters attacks to make it so you can push their attacks farther and either knock them off the timeline or just so you go before them because then you get extra damage bonuses. Um, it's it's honestly, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to go too much into this just because, like I said, this was a beta, but I definitely really enjoyed my time with it. I love the pixelated art style to it. I think it's really crisp and clean. And I also really like that the way this works seems to be very... Uh, kind of roguelite-esque because when you go into each one of these worlds from the way it seemed there's like a path you can take and you have to choose kind of like if you play slay the spire you have multiple paths that you can take and you'll see you'll be able to look on the actual like zone that you're walking through of what are the different elements that are on that uh that field so what i mean by that is you'll have like a different couple of ways to go but you can't go back so you'll see that like you can take this route and there's going to be two enemies and there's going to be an area that gives you more money for upgrades. 
but at the same time there's another path that'll have two enemies but has a chest there which will have like possibly equipment or different armor that you could find so you kind of have to balance that out of like what am i really looking for and it it kind of goes in a way very similar to and i know i'm using a lot of games to describe this but just for you know a good comparison very similar to assassin's creed what they did with uh the recent one having those those like enemy types where it was uh god i can't remember what they called it but it was essentially these these types of bandits who had like a lineage and you would be able to fight them and like challenge them that's kind of the way this is set up so you're going through different bosses at the end of each level um and apparently if you fail at those bosses they'll get stronger and you'll have to try them again and so forth so i'm really excited to see what comes out of this i don't know too much about it like i said because i just played the beta but really excited to see more yeah, they're. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they're actually called in a, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They are like, uh, they're like bounty hunters. Yeah, or... I think it's just bounties, something like that. It's it's very similar in that regards, where you just have like a long list of enemies that you can see, and they they appear after you know defeating one. Uh, it's these these weird like AI sentient robot alien type things that are attacking you um but just as you defeat one more unlock it seems um and i the beta only showed the first one so i don't know if that would expand into multiple or you know what that looks like as far as the game progression but regardless i thought that the mechanics for the actual combat is really solid and like that's one of the main things you would want from a turn-based game so i'm pretty down to see where it goes and what it's like uh when you keep playing um but what i've seen once again pretty solid how many uh characters in your squad did you get because it seems like you can actually get like it says unlock dozens of alternate characters as your surviving squad members form bonds and create uh progeny yeah it was interesting so in the beta you only had three characters you had your main character and then two companions and it seems like you're gonna cycle through different companions or that you know uh, possibly if you lose one they might be gone forever i don't know if that's the case um but it is going in that that nature of building a relationship so whenever you're done with a, a level you go to like a campfire and you have these cards that are kind of like abilities or things that you can do at the campfire so very similar to like once again more comparisons but in dark (laughs) in darkest dungeon they had it where if you rested at a campfire you'd be able to use certain characters abilities and that would build camaraderie or you know give you health back for certain things or just give you upgrades in general so certain cards exhaust certain cards don't you can always play them but it builds the relationship with the characters uh so like a companionship bar and i'm assuming that gives them certain upgrades and and different abilities which you know once again i can't speak for but that's the direction it clearly looks like it's going into yeah star renegades look super cool i'm i'm actually i've i've been excited for it uh based on just the visual like a style and aesthetic for a long time um and it is coming out on september 8th so i'm actually super stoked it's it's less than a week away yeah it's very to close. see how this game is i don't know maybe we'll get a code maybe we won't it would be cool either way i'm pretty sure one out of the two of us is gonna buy this game anyway well so, so yeah so i did reach out to the developers haven't heard back yet which you know uh, i hope that uh they get back to us because i'd love to but like at the same time i'm pretty sure this is coming to game pass pc so if not i'm just gonna play it there 
that'd be dope. Uh, but you are also playing Eternal Hope by Double Hit Games. Tell me about that. And I believe we did actually get a hope, uh, a code for this one. <laughs> yeah, we got a hope. Yeah. So the people, the people at Double Hit, uh, thank you, uh, obviously, for the code and keep that in mind when I do the review for this. So I did enjoy this game. It's very similar to like a Limbo s game where. It's kind of, you know, it's it's got this dark gritty uh, tone to it. You're walking around and you have this these shadow powers that come from uh, this kind of like almost like death uh, type creature. So I won't go into the story because there is a lot of like twists and turns to it. And I think it's, it's better to just experience it for yourself if this sounds interesting. But um, the main mechanic behind this is really you can uh, walk through, you can jump, it's a platformer, you can glide. Uh, with your scarf that you have and you can also change reality for yourself to go into the shadow world and based on that you're completing puzzles you're changing certain elements so there's these creatures that will sometimes help you in the shadow world so you'll have to go between those different visions to solve those puzzles and to get through there's (coughs) things chasing you there's enemies that you have to avoid and you know find clever ways to get around um I thought it was good. I do have some concerns with it, though. The uh, control setup, it just did not work for me for some reason on controller. But at the same time, when I was playing with keyboard, it would only show me the controller, uh, like, messages. Like, it would show me the the actual buttons to press yeah, on like a controller. Yeah, like the controller inputs. Inputs, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word, but it would only show me that. So I was like, well, what the hell's the button? So I'd have to go to the actual, like uh tutorial page uh in the settings to figure out what i was supposed to press so like i don't understand why it wasn't registering because it would register where i would be able to hit the start button but i wouldn't control any other buttons on my controller very strange um (laughs) and like the controller works just fine i've played it in a ton of other games so i don't know why it just had troubles with that um and then at the same time this this got very close like similar to my issues with little nightmares it's the reason why i couldn't play that game is like every time you die these these games are made to to set you up for failure it's it's very much like a experience it you're gonna die because something's gonna come out out of nowhere or you're just not gonna expect something and then you just have to learn from that and that's you know the the point of progression is you understanding like oh i know there's a trap here i'm gonna go the other way or oh i'm gonna jump over this which is fine like i i don't have a problem with that but my my main problem with when you use this mechanic is that the load times still like it it's it has to be instantaneous because otherwise it really rips you out of that environment and that feeling of playing the game and then it turns into this just like waiting game and getting kind of pissed off that you're like fuck i I don't want to do this because i know that i'm going to fail because that's the whole point of this game is to get through those situations and then i'm just going to sit at this loading screen and it was like it was a little bit of a drag at first uh as i get it got like more into the story and more actually involved it, it became easier but like that's an obvious issue that you start with just because the load times and they're not egregious to any regards like it's not something where it's like you know seconds on seconds but it's like it's a few seconds here or there and it just they add up you know what i mean like as you keep failing you're gonna keep waiting so those are those are like my main gripes with it otherwise i think i think it's a a very uh cute and interesting story that uh takes a turn um which i enjoyed the way it ended i really like that uh that style because you don't see things like that often um but i won't give up much other than that um but yeah i mean i i had fun with it i just i think that 
you know, those, I can't wait for load times on games to be a little bit better, um, especially with these kinds, just because it really, it just rips you out of the world. Uh, and it's, it's a shame. Yeah, especially because this world looks like very beautiful. It's I I love that it's obviously meant to be like really like dark, morose and depressing, but yeah. it has these like really really bright colors at the same time. Yes. Like like pink and like purple highlights and orange and all sorts of stuff. Like it looks very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. I the only thing that I would be like I I guess I need to like actually like hop on and play this game because we did get a code for it a little while ago and I've actually been like like looking at it for a while in our Steam library. The only thing that looks kind of weird is that your character just looks like he like he walks so slowly and he, that he looks off putting. Yeah, he he does like the the <sighs> I do think that they could have made it a little bit quicker. Uh, You can tell that obviously things are timed in a way because of certain like mechanics in the game. Like it's made. So when you reach certain points and that there are certain enemies chasing you, like it's synced up, but they could have just sped everything else up. I think it would have made this a little bit more enjoyable because there are times to your point that it it can feel a little just like, come on, man, like move a little bit quicker. <laughs> but but I, I still think it, it adds to that because like you're supposed to be taking in the world around you. You're supposed to be paying attention to like different puzzle elements and, and exploring the world. So I, I get the fact of, of having the character not move as fast, but it, it can be a little bit cumbersome at times, especially when you're like jumping. I feel like there's not a lot of forward momentum and it it just feels a little off for a platformer. Um, but that being said, you know, there's still good pieces to take away from this game. There's still a very beautiful world, an interesting story. And, you know, if you're into this kind of like puzzle-esque slash kind of a, a walking simulator, but not because there's, you know, more elements to it than that. But like, this could be an interesting game for you, especially if you're into things like Limbo. Like, there is a clear comparison here that I think makes sense and I think could scratch that itch if you're looking for something else like that. Um, but yeah. So, lastly, tell me about A Fold Apart by Lightning Rod Games. Yeah. So, I know this is going to be a little bit of a long episode because we have a lot of games and it's kind of weird because I figured I wouldn't play any games since I was moving, but I, these are all very <laughs> short things you know like a beta took an hour this eternal hope uh is only generally about a uh, a couple hours for the game um and a fold apart is just the same way so these are all very small games keep that in mind when you're thinking about do you want to buy this or not um but all still good experiences uh a fold apart i really enjoyed i kind of hate the ending i didn't really care for it as much because it just seemed to resolve everything and i was like Shouldn't have been that way. Um, But the actual story I really liked up until that point, which is you are either, and I really like, so before I get started, I really like the inclusivity of this game where it starts because if you look at the box or the, you know, the, the main image to a fold apart, you see a blue guy and an orange girl or a red girl however you want to look at it. Uh, Right from the get-go, they let you choose. Do you want two guys, two girls, two, like, you get to pick. And you could change it based on, like, if you want two blue guys, two, like, it was, I I thought it was really interesting the way they did it. I thought it was cool, a little, like, you know, hat uh, tip to them for that. Um, But once you, I I ended up just picking normal anyway, but, like, it's still cool that it's there. Um, But once you get into the game, it is a puzzle game 
where you are folding um, puzzles are basically like you looking at an image and there's two sides to an image and you can flip it back and forth and you're solving puzzles by folding this image like a piece of paper so you're folding it in half you're folding it from up down left right uh, eventually you get more into being able to fold corners you get to be able to twist the the picture itself and like twist it on its side you get a whole bunch of different things at your disposal that come within each chapter where they'll add like new elements new different bits that make it new and unique uh, i really liked it i love the concept it was a little bit tough to grasp at first um because it was just it's it's an interesting concept but like once you really get it down it was a lot of fun trying to figure it out and trying to figure out how do i fold this image in a way that makes sense for me to get from point a to point b or to jump around and like i I thought it was a, a very clever method to also showcase the story which is you are two individuals who have decided to do a long distance relationship because one of them has gotten an opportunity to uh, basically start like an internship or work on a big project that's in the city. Normally the two of them lived within uh, like an outside area, more of like a kind of like a, not a forest, but like more like a ranchy area, uh, more open, not really suburban type style. Uh, and, And they are still back at home and kind of waiting for you to come back. And it's that struggle of how difficult it can be to be so far apart from each other and to not be able to actually, you know, be in a relationship as you would if the person was right next to you. So it's a lot of the struggle of like you being okay with it and saying like, oh, you know, I miss you so much. Like it'll be good when we see each other again to all the way to being like, this can't work. Uh, The, the, the dark depression that kind of sets in with each of those text messages that you get back and forth of not knowing the clear context of everything and, and them kind of rattling their brains about what each of these message means. And as you're, you're going through this story, you're going from puzzle to puzzle and solving certain things. So it's, it's more of like uh, just a, a thing in the middle for you to do for the puzzles, but both of them like the puzzles are super unique and super interesting so it carries you along and then you get the story which you're just invested to see kind of what will happen to their relationship will they stay together will they not um i didn't care much for the ending because i think at the end and i know this is kind of spoilers but like meh uh they just they're just like oh we're okay and i guess they like they ended up making it but like from chapters one through five it goes through this clear straight line of like them obviously breaking up and then in chapter six they're just like things are okay and i was like what the no what happened and so like (laughs) i think i think a little bit of that like they could have added an extra chapter in there that could have been like the the resolution before it being all happy-go-lucky but like it was still a, a very interesting story i loved up until that ending and i still think that the puzzles are unique so i had a good time with it Okay. Um, did you? I've I've been wondering this in the, this entire time. Did you like? Did you buy this game? Did you get it? Like, uh, did you play on like Xbox Game Pass? How are you playing it? Yeah. So I got this off uh, Terminals IO. So this is through oh, like a okay. yeah. This is through like a publishing company that that helps out these games. So it's it is a free copy. Uh, so that is something to consider as well. I should have mentioned that. Um, but. I still think it was it was a lot of fun. I do think, like I said, it is a very short experience, and it is twenty dollars, so it, it can be a little bit high for some people. 
um, depending on you know what your price range is for games. I think it was a good story and a unique method. Um, but this might be one of those ones that you want to wait until it's on sale. I think I think it like you know the the ten dollar mark I think would make a lot more sense. Um, but then again, like I think that it's a very valid ask to to want twenty dollars for this because games take time and take money and effort and like you know i don't want to i don't want to yuck on someone's yum if they really love this type of <laughs> game like this might be the twenty dollars that you want to spend and you you'd love it but like for me i think this was an awesome experience but i probably would have like if i actually paid it for myself i probably would have waited until a sale came around Okay. All right. Uh, so on to the games that I've been playing. You were like, oh, yeah, we've got a lot of games we've been playing. Just to be clear, I'm actually going to go pretty quickly through the games I've been playing because uh, one would be my up- update for uh, Necro Barista, update. which I want to get off really quickly um, by Route 59. I still love this game. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, this might be my, like, indie game of the year. I oh, really shit. love it. Um oh. And it, it's kind of weird. It's just because, like, every character that comes up, I actually kind of, like, fall in love with them, even though I don't get a whole lot of time with them immediately. Right. And it kind of, like, it keeps dropping in these tidbits of information of, like, a character will say something that I have no idea necessarily, like, what it means in the lore or uh, what exactly it means for that character. Like, there was an interaction between two characters where one kind of like is always heckling the other and kind of brings up something that they are not proud of in their past and then that like that person brings up something that the other person didn't think i'm, I'm kind of just not trying to get any, give anything away right but right, it's tough <laughs> yeah like the interactions between these two characters were so vague uh-huh. to the point where i was like i want to know so badly what you're talking about and that's where like if the story itself doesn't reveal it immediately then they have additional lore items which i can spend these like kind of like memories as currency that you get at the end of every chapter uh to then kind of find out a lot more about what happened in the story or the backstory of certain characters uh which the characters are amazing and i absolutely love them once again Maddie, hundred percent best girl. Like you could, you could fuck off if you don't think so. She's amazing. So let um, me let me cut you off real quick because yeah, the, this isn't like my style of game. Like I've never been a visual novel type person. But do you think the story is good enough to capture someone like me who might not be into this genre? I am not a visual like a visual novel person either. Um, I I find them intriguing, but I I I find it hard to actually kind of capture my attention which i will say right. i i this being on like apple arcade i feel like having it on a mobile device or like uh, playing it on like nintendo switch would be perfect because i don't want to actually play this game for a large amount of time right. like at, at, at once i don't want to just like sit down and experience the entire story in one sitting i kind of just like doing one chapter and then playing something else like playing some remnant from the ashes playing into the gungeon or whatever and mm-hmm. then coming back and doing another chapter like maybe in a couple hours or so um i like the kind of like bite-sized bits do i think the story will hook you I think it's very possible that it might. Um, I can't guarantee that it will because it's more of like, uh, and to put it in like anime terms, it's kind of like a slice of life. Like it's it's not 
really exciting for the most part there there isn't like a massive amount of like there's not a big bad that they're fighting against and it's not a hero's journey or anything like that it's just about like owning a coffee shop that happens to also be like kind of in a world of like ghosts and like weird paranormal shit it's it's very odd Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so if you're not into watching like what i would say is like kind of like fast food kind of fast food type tv or like uh sitcoms and stuff like that and you're you're looking for something to really like hook you and keep your attention constantly something that's super exciting i would say no Mm. um but if you could just like sit through something and you you're kind of just in it for the characters you're like yeah i enjoy these like interactions i i would absolutely say yes because it it, the characters are pretty great they're 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 not even just pretty great they're fantastic i i love each one of them their interactions are so dumb and interesting. Like I, I just love hearing them talk to, or I guess not hearing them because it's not voice acted, but like reading them, like talking to each other is so funny at times mm-hmm. where like, uh, there's this character like Tuon that was introduced and it's kind of like this shy, like 16 year old boy that doesn't like he he's really like a rule follower and maddie one of the characters uh has like kind of a problem with that that he's such a rule follower like she thinks he needs some sort of teenage rebellion and then the chapter like right after getting this little lore tidbit because sometimes it does like force you into reading some of those to actually access the chapter to give it more context which i do enjoy because it makes those free you don't actually have to spend your memories on them to read them so i think that's really awesome awesome uh but it makes you like read this where emily or emily maddie's talking about how like tuan doesn't do enough to be like a delinquent child she thinks he needs to rebel more and then the chapter immediately after that tuan is getting like peer pressured in to stealing a bottle of alcohol from the like from the bar at this like coffee shop which i really really enjoyed i thought it was super cute and there's this like really interesting flirtatious like relationship uh between maddie and samantha another character who was just introduced um so i'm very excited to see how that develops and and learn a little bit more about maddie because it doesn't actually like uh it it doesn't talk about her like her preferences like does she prefer men or women so far like i i don't know a massive amount about any of these characters and it's kind of keeping me like it's keeping me going I, I continue right. to want to play through chapters and use more like uh, use more memories to find out more lore so I can know more about these characters because currently I don't know a massive amount but what I do know is very heartwarming and exciting. Uh, so that was my update for Necro Barista. I would really recommend anybody who just kind of wants like a sitcom esque video game to like sit through. I uh, I would definitely recommend it. I would imagine beating it. I'm I'm more than halfway through the game right now. Um and I've probably spent like about 3 hours, 4 hours in the game. Um so I would definitely recommend uh if you like it's not going to get you a massive amount of time but if you do want to experience it if you have apple arcade um i would recommend doing it that way because it's it's very like bite-sized bits of content and i i think that's great um i don't i think it might be like 20 bucks on steam um if it it, 
okay it's like twenty dollars i would probably recommend waiting for a sale however great i think the game is if you are not into like sitcom-esque stuff and just character driven like drama i guess Mm -hmm. uh then you will more than likely not enjoy it or at least not as much as i do kind of like not twenty dollars worth um The other games I've been playing um, are games that are kind of like either in my backlog or just wanting something as like a palate cleanser um, and wanting to see how it was. So like I a game for my backlog, Apotheon. I or Apotheon. I, I don't really know. I'm gonna say Apotheon. Yeah. Um, why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's meant to be like Pantheon. Um, so it'd be like Apotheon. I don't really know. It's kind of weird. Um, this is by Alien Trap. I have wanted to play this game for a really long time. It came out in like 2015. I got it on PlayStation plus like a couple of years ago, played a little bit of it. I was, I wasn't necessarily off put, but I just wasn't really wanting to play it at that time. And then I bought it on steam for like two bucks, like uh, earlier this year. So hell yeah, I'm gonna play this game. Um, it is very weird. So it's, it's like an action platformer, but the aesthetic is like old, greek uh like paintings so like have you ever seen uh disney's like hercules movie yeah Uh uh-huh okay so how they they do um like the the pottery paintings in that movie it's that aesthetic like it's that art style and i I very much this is actually pretty cool yeah it's really really cool i like that art style so much and it really sells the game for me um the one big issue that i have and i i should say that like i haven't played much of this game um i've only probably played like uh like two hours of it so that's why i'm saying it's gonna go pretty quickly um Mm -hmm. is because like this is a much longer game than i have played so i i'm just gonna talk about my kind of like first impressions of it but I very much loved the art style. It's all voice acted, and I think that's great. I I really enjoy the voice acting. It has, like, little bits where you can actually learn about, like, uh, Greek mythology, which Mm -hmm. I think is really, really awesome. I like that a lot. Um, And uh, the, the one big, like, kind of detractor from the experience, the one thing I didn't enjoy is the combat is really weird and floaty. Like you'll hit people sometimes and they'll like shoot super far away from you. And it's, it's, it's kind of just like button mashy at times. Um, so the, the combat is really the only thing that I have an issue with, especially Mm. because like, I, I feel like this game, if it had just a little bit better, like more, uh, like really weighted combat, something like a, like a, like a hollow Knight or, um, something that just, felt really smooth instead of like I was, I I don't know, like I was punching uh, one of those like children's punching bags that are just filled with air. You you know what I mean? Stop just punching one of those children. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like punching a child. You know what I mean? Like, like the the feeling that your, your knuckles have when uh, uh, like, you know, just smashing them against a baby's face. Like that's, that's Uh, what this combat is. I know exactly what that's like. (laughs) Like, it's just flying across the room. That's what I'm talking about. No, like, how there's always this children's, like, punching bags that are just basically balloons. And how you punch it and it just flies. That's what combat feels like in this game. And Uh, it's so weird. Um, That's kind of an off-putting mechanic there. Yeah, and it has, like, this really 
weird like weapon degradation so you probably can only kill like three people with a weapon and then you have to pick up another one but you're mm -hmm. constantly picking up new weapons and armor uh so it's not actually a problem it's just odd how fast it happens right like it's almost like breath of the wild style weapon degradation but like you're not getting better weapons or anything like that like on occasion you'll get whatever something... drops yeah like you're mm -hmm. you're not picking up something that's much much better like there's no uh, obviously i'm not far enough in this game to get something that would be like master sword level but there is nothing yet that has proven to me that there would be something that would be like right. that in this game huh. um so like i there's not really a need for me to pick up new weapons it's just like oh i need a weapon i'm gonna pick that one up and i'm gonna fight with it like it doesn't mm. matter i um, must say uh i do love steam reviews um I'm looking at Did the. Did you get some fucking good ones? I'm looking at the Steam reviews for this game, and I, I, I want to cut you off just because I, I really want to say this one. So you'll get, you know, your normal ones, which <laughs> I are think very, I know the one you're talking about. Very intelligent <laughs> and very like, oh, it's a fun game. It does this. This is what it's all about. Literally, this this review is just naked pottery men duking it out with their thick spears. <laughs> yeah, that one's awesome. <laughs> That person played this game for 12 hours, almost 13 hours, and they wrote naked pottery men duking it out with their thick spears. <laughs> After 13 hours, he just had to tell someone. Yeah, it's just so special. This game is really interesting, and, like, the story behind it is actually kind of cool. Um, so, essentially, like, the gods have abandoned humanity, and because of that, the Earth has, like become a barren wasteland. So, like, people uh, basically, like, men uh the like royal men i guess right. is how you would say that like men in general um or like mankind has begun to get like i guess tainted um their minds have been tainted because they now lack the knowledge of a certain god and uh there you can't grow anything because the gods took that from you as well they basically took everything that makes life worth living mm -hmm. they just want to eliminate all mankind for the most part and you are trying to fight against them because of that and i find that very interesting but the combat is just not good i don't Man. like it uh so that's I don't upsetting. know if I'm gonna play more. If I'm gonna be yeah, completely that's, that's honest, that's upsetting because this game looks so cool. Like I love the aesthetic to it. Yeah, it looks great. I love the art style so much. Like that is the thing that made me want to play it the most. But just like fucking around with the combat is just not good. It's not. It is not fun. Uh, so the other game I've been playing is Enter the Gungeon. Of course, yeah. my dodge roll. Um, I I have of course played this in the past. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm not doing any more. I'm not doing any better than I was on console, but I do like it on PC. The one thing I find that's actually kind of weird is that how in Eternal Hope you were talking about how like the button inputs and commands are only like for uh controller when mm -hmm. i went into the settings to try to actually like figure out some of the different button things because they keep telling me to like look at the menu book and i just don't want to so <laughs> i instead i uh, just I, I was like you know what i'll just go into the controls the only controls that are listed are for controller huh and i was like what the fuck dude where are the pc ones right. like 
I just want to know how to do this. And like the default controls for it are actually kind of weird where your shoot is your left click and your dodge is your right. And I was expecting it to be like your space bar or shift or something like that. And it's actually just like the right click, which is kind of nice because you can almost play the entire game just using your mouse and the WASD keys. But it's kind of weird because I'm like, oh, I want to know how to use a blank, but I don't know how because it only tells me controller. I haven't Uh messed with it enough. Like that's not a critique. I'm just saying I haven't messed with it enough to like find out if that's the only way or if that's a problem, hmm. but I'm not doing much better. Yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more. Like I, I realized playing games on PC, I just find it more fun. Right. It's just like how I find driving a stick shift, like a manual car. I just find it more fun. It's, hmm. it's much more fun. Do um, not know how to drive stick shifts. So I oh, cannot really? comment. Nope. Never learned. Hmm. My first car was stick shift. Yeah, huh. so I I initially learned um, in a like an automatic car, and then uh, since I was going to like drive a stick shift, my parents taught me how to drive a stick shift, and then I did that for years. That car ended up getting totaled, which is super sad. Uh, and now <laughs> I drive like I've only driven like automatics since then, but I want a stick shift so bad. Sadly though, car manufacturers are starting to not like, from what I understand, they're starting to kind of like, uh, like phase out the, the like stick shift car, which sucks because it's so much more fun. Yeah. I don't know. I guess a lot of people just aren't learning. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely true. Uh, but enter the gungeon, the hunter, easily my favorite character so far. I haven't unlocked like the, the bullet kin playable characters or any of the other people like the right. desperado I think is super cool, but I have yet to unlock anybody cause I'm fucking terrible at video games. Roguelike is especially, especially, but the hunter is so awesome. I love her. She's got a dog. You can pet it. It's sweet. Uh, she's got a six shooter immediately and like she already has a like a crossbow which is super weird i i very much enjoy that character i've just been playing more and really like it it's on xbox game pass so if you haven't played it um i would definitely recommend just hopping over if you have xbox game pass pc play some enter the gungeon it's really good uh Mm -hmm. it makes me I really want to play Exit the Gungeon, if I'm being completely honest. I know it's entirely different, but I just love that art style and I love those characters. Um, yeah. I know yeah, it's a little bit different, but well. I, yeah, I, I, it looks really, really good. Um, but that is all I have been playing. So I would like to hop in to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which is the news stories. Our first news story is over on IGN. It's written by Matt TM Kim. This is a sad one, okay? This is Vlambeer closes its doors after 10 years. Vlambeer, the Dutch indie studio formed by Rami Ismail and I don't know how to say this one if I'm being completely honest. Uh, Jean Willem Nijman. I don't know. I probably oh. did, I probably tried way too hard on that, if yeah. anything. Probably yeah. just like Niman or something. Yeah, more than, more than likely. That's okay. <laughs> we'll never know. No way to possibly find out. has announced that it is shutting down uh the news comes on vlambeer's 10th anniversary after it was founded by ismail and the neman i don't know i don't fucking know um in uh 2010 while the two were still students unlike other studio closures vlambeer has made the conscious decision to shut down its outfit or uh, like a boy band splitting up as co-founder rami ismail said in an email to ign vlambeer's 10th anniversary uh includes hyperactive takes blah 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 i 
Okay, yeah, they, they've made a couple of different games. Most, uh, like, most notably, I really love Nuclear Throne. That is my favorite of the few that they've made, and I, I really want to play Ridiculous Vish, uh, Fishing, and uh, I don't know how to say it. It's like Luft Trousers or something like that. I don't know how to say it. Uh, but they have confirmed that Ultra Bugs, their game is still going to launch and they're going to be still doing some support for their former games. Uh, they go on to say in some tweets, uh, it's not a sad day for us, but a happy conclusion to a whirlwind uh, decade filled with screen shake, which I don't know what that means. If no I'm being idea. completely honest. Um, I feel like that's like one of those weird industry terms that just pops up and no one actually knows what it means. <laughs> we'll never find out. Yeah, I definitely can't look it up. Uh, it feels like we've achieved what we set out to do as a studio, as a voice, and as individuals. We are extremely grateful for the past 10 years. Um, there, uh, There's also apparently a Vlambeer and Friends sale going on on Steam. Uh, so you could pick up some of their games at a discount, and you can also pick up, like I'm, I'm assuming, some other indies as well. But, Josh, you, you're not really affected by this news at all, are you? Not really. Uh, we talked a little bit about this before, but I've actually never played any games from Vlambeer, which it's just one of those things where all of their games are things that I've seen and I've always been like, I should play that. And then I just never do. Um, I think nu- you'd really like Nuclear Throne. Yeah. I mean, Nuclear Throne has always been on my radar and always has seemed like a game that I would be into just based on my general genre of games that I select. But I don't know. I just, I've never just never picked it up but uh, i mean it it is sad though because uh, you know obviously there's a lot of people that that like the games that are coming from this i i am glad though that they said that hey yeah we're splitting up but like we're still gonna find a way to keep supporting the games and to also continue working on the one that was last in the pipeline i do think it's weird though because like what are they closing down to do you know what i mean they're just yeah. like yep that's it and like okay well what are you moving on to like i that like that's what i'm interested to see is are these two individuals moving to different areas are they starting different companies are they becoming part of another company like what's next for these two yeah it's kind of sad that our like the video game industry is so like tumultuous and so fucked up that when someone splits amicably they're just like yeah we just want to close our doors that it's so weird like it feels kind of uncomfortable i'm like what's happening like what happened something there's definitely some dirty little secret that you're trying to cover up right now like that is my initial opinion but or that's like how I initially felt about this. I, I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. But it seems like the two just they just want to do other things now. They mm-hmm. and I don't really understand it. It's kind of weird. Like I I I wish them the best. I hope they they maybe they're just bored of working on like Vlambia games, which is weird because they're an independent studio. They're really only like uh they they only have to like make themselves happy i guess they don't really have large like shareholders and stuff like that from what i understand to like uh, to answer to so i don't know why they wouldn't just under vlambeer as a company do what they want to do if they even want to be in games anymore right it's weird because like I feel like at that point, why not just sell the company to someone who wants to continue the legacy of Vlambeer? Like, why just be like, nope, that's it? Like, 
uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it maybe there's not a lot of people who would just buy them off or like would want to continue it. I don't know, dude. Fucking THQ Nordic is all about buying up any uh, studio that they can get hands on. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure they'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like I, I would imagine the the biggest issue with that is like kind of um, leaving kind of like your baby of 10 years, leaving it to then see it like really decay, I like mean, uh, possibly yeah. or go... possibly, you know, turn into something much better. Like you don't know. But I, like yeah. I understand the the idea of like that unexpected feeling to not know what people are going to do and possibly people to take over that don't have the same opinions or the same perceptions that you do. So you wouldn't want to see your company, but like at the same time, you're just closing it anyway. So like, what does it matter? I guess. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter in general, but like, it still seems just odd to just be like, that's it. Like we've run our course. Yeah, it seems like they're just wanting to go out on a high note. They're like, we're getting out while they're getting good. Like, we're, we've are we made amazing games. We have yet to put out one that's like a real flop. And we want to move on to different things. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe Ultra Bugs is going to be a huge flop. And they're like, well, this is it for us. Let's just pack up now before it <laughs> comes out. No, yeah, but it's it's great. I'm I'm glad that they are seemingly happy that nothing really went wrong. That they're just moving on to I I don't want to say bigger and better things, but just things that will seemingly fulfill them and make them happy. I'm assuming, but Maybe. that is a big leap. Uh, speaking of leaps, let's hop over to our next news story. It's over on IGN. It's written by Jordan Oleman, and it is Fall Guys charity skin winners includes Ninja. That is. I feel like they did that just because Ninja's name gets clicks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that they did that. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, maybe that was because of the update. These next few news stories are actually going to be pretty quick, mostly because this one is just an update to something we've talked about on the podcast before. This being that uh, after almost two weeks, Falls Guys, Fall Guys, I have a real issue with saying that name. Falls Fall Guys. Guys yeah, Falls Guys. Um, Fall Guys' charity dudes. auction for a new skin has ended and a joint donation of $1 million between G2 Esports, Aim Lab, uh, and streamers Ninja and Mr. Beast have won. So each one of those different parties are actually getting their own costume in the in Fall Guys and all of the proceeds go to Special Effect, a charity who I believe um, basically like how... It, it's similar to like able gamers where they help mm -hmm. uh gamers with disabilities which i think is a very worthy cause it's yes. great that they did it and a million dollars holy shit it's kind of nuts <laughs> that's so crazy uh yeah. it is a like a uk based company by the way i i don't know why i wanted to say that but i i just felt like i'd say it <laughs> just in case you know what my favorite thing about this is the Aim Lab one that Fall Guys' official Twitter is retweeting. It's they tag, so bad. They, well, yeah, that, but also <laughs> they tagged the wrong Mr. Beast. No way. Yeah. If you if you go to it, so the real Mr. Beast has Mr. Beast YT at the yeah, end Yeah, and then theirs is just Mr. Yeah. Beast. And so what I, I, I saw theirs originally and I clicked on it and it was like someone with like, a, like five followers and I was like, there is no way this is right. <laughs> Did they have five followers? Because now they have 643. Well, I I mean, it, it probably wasn't five. I'm probably over-exaggerating, but I know it wasn't 600. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> that's awesome. That's why every time I tweet something out, I like seriously, I neurotically check to make sure that that is the right at. Yeah. Like I do it all the time because I'm so afraid of accidentally hitting someone else up. Uh, but speaking of more Fall Guys, we have another article, which is also on IGN. Uh, this one written by Matt Perslow, and it is Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game ever. Sony has announced that Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time. Uh, this is, I believe, tweeted out by PlayStation Europe. They tweeted, as of today, Fall Guys is the most... Okay, I'm not going to reiterate that. Yeah, they just <laughs> congratulated Mediatonic, uh, which is crazy. This one, of course, is going to be a speedy news story as well because I just want to bring up the fact that Fall Guys has it has more downloaded than Rocket League, mm-hmm. than Call of Duty... Then, like, there, there are so many massive games that have been PlayStation Plus games, and Fall Guys, an independently developed game, is bigger than all of them, has been downloaded nuts. more times than all of them. It's pretty nuts. This game has a lot of hype behind it. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of wish I would have uh, already picked it up by now because I feel like I'm missing the mark here. Uh, I mean, we probably should. We talk about it all the time, but we, I've never Neither actually tried it. Neither of us have actually played it. <laughs> yeah, which I think is so funny. Um, but like at the same time, it's just it's so fascinating to watch this just sprawl out and to see just how much popularity this has caused. And I, I just really, I want to see how long it, it lasts. You know, I want to see how they actually keep things going i think the fact that they had a season two get like basically mentioned and they're dropping uh i don't know if it's already happened or if it's coming up soon um but like the fact that they've gotten to that already in such like a short amount of time i think is a good sign of being like okay yeah as long as you keep you know cranking out content updates People will want to see what's new. So, like, I, I want to see how long this goes for. Yeah, me too. I definitely, like, we, we've spoken about it, like you said, on the podcast multiple times about how the the staying power of this game is entirely, uh, it, it's entirely up to how they continue to update it and if they continue to do so. And yeah. it seems like, like you pointed out with their, their their update like their season two that's going to be coming out that they are planning to do so which is great it's amazing to see an indie game have this momentum much momentum and so Mm -hmm. much force behind it and it just continued to chug like yes it had some launch issues but now all i hear is good things right and i mean like let's be honest what online game doesn't have issues when it first launches yeah like massive games have issues every time they launch both destinies had issues every time they launch including update launches mm-hmm. uh every call of duty game that comes out fucking i'm imagining when avengers comes out on like the eighth or whatever where it comes out it's gonna have issues like literally every game that's primary on primarily online has launch day issues and mediatonic a small team fucking dealt with it better than most of these companies if i'm being entirely honest right so fucking kudos to them i'm so glad that it has been downloaded more than any other game in the history of playstation plus i think that's amazing and speaking of amazing moving on to our last news story it is over also on ign ign is really rocking this this 
mm-hmm. freaking episode. Uh, especially once we get to Newscram. This is shitload, okay? Uh, <laughs> this is written by uh, Felicia Miranda, I believe. Um, it is 12 minutes cast revealed during opening night live. The cast of uh, Louise uh, Antonio's, I believe. Yep. 12 minutes was revealed in a trailer in a brief new trailer and a cinematic drama game will feature a voice cast that includes James McAvoy from X-Men days of future past. Um, I'm fairly certain he's in many more of them than just mm-hmm. that one, but okay. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, okay. Yeah. I guess they're just doing like recent know. things. Maybe it's kind of weird. Cause they just say number nine, and it's like, you could just say, like, Ray from Star Wars. I don't know. Like, there's a different way to do that. But Daisy Ridley and Willem uh, Dafoe from Aquaman and Spider-Man. I, I would say that makes sense. You could also say John Wick as well. But, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's some big That's some big uh, names there for an indie game. That is absolutely insane. Like, I believe in one of your uh, indie developer interviews, they were talking about how another game on Kickstarter, like, really blew through their goal, and it was because they got Bill Hader to voice one of their characters. Yeah. And I thought that was super crazy. And this is insane. Freaking yeah. James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Holy it's crap. pretty nuts. And I'm, I'm really hoping, like, I've already been talking with... Uh, Luis or Lewis, however you pronounce their name, uh, to get a developer interview. So I'm hoping that goes through because, yeah, I definitely want to talk about this game and especially like how that happened that he was or they were able to get that cast. Yeah, that's what I want to know, too. Like, that's the first question I would ask in an interview is be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what's up with this cast? How did you get massive movie stars to do this? I imagine they do have more free time right now because of COVID, um, which, once again, is kind of like a silver lining of COVID. But... I, I know that sounds so bad when I say that, but I'm just I know I hate to. I hate using that sentence, but I I find myself using it in a couple of different situations and I'm always like, you know, I mean there's no real good thing about COVID, but like here's the good thing. Like it's such a weird sentence. I don't know. Yeah. I hate it. It's it definitely sucks. But like that's I guess once again I'm gonna say it. The mm-hmm. silver lining of it is that people have more free time to do things and it's seemingly freeing up like uh, uh, it, it's freeing up fucking massive actors to do small indie games. And that's so cool. I'm yeah. so excited. And also, I mean, I should say, it is possible that they were associated with this product before. Right. So, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it, it's entirely possible. I, I don't know. But I very much want to hear an interview from this developer. That would be so awesome. But we're not going to get that, at least not right now. So it's time for us to hop into News Cram. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the hosts of IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast, cram me full of all sorts of indie game news. This week, we have actually two quick news stories for you. Two quick steals, or new deals and quick steals, and a whole lot of new stuff. So, so quick. our first quick news story for today comes by way of GameSpot, where it's reported that during the protests in San Francisco, Supergiant Games, the developers behind Bastion, Transistor, and most recently Hades, was robbed. There were many items stolen from their offices, including several musical instruments, and apparently, like, a lot of shit. Damn. Uh, That's yeah. That's just crazy. Um, and I... I don't really know a whole lot about it because there wasn't a lot of like contextual details and like mm-hmm. follow up. Uh, but that's just insane. 
Uh, and over on Nintendo Life, it's reported that the gunk Image Informs new game will seemingly be exclusive to Microsoft products, those being Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Windows PC, and Xbox Game Pass. That's pretty insane, especially because I feel like they have a huge audience on the Nintendo Switch. I know, yeah, that is a little weird. But I mean, hey, that's what they wanted to do. And good for Xbox for having, you know, some exclusives, I guess. Yeah, and I guess the entire idea of the gunk and them kind of partnering with Xbox was to be with the most high-powered console so that they could make the gunk. So yeah. it makes sense that they're not going to come to the Nintendo Switch. They even deliberately said that. So. Right. Leave it to Xbox to have exclusive gunk. <laughs> Uh, now onto some new deals and quick steals. Our first deal of this week comes from way of GameSpot, where it's reported that there is an awesome sale over on the Nintendo Switch, during which you can get upwards of 90% off some amazing indie games, such as Donut County for $3.89, Ashen for $20, uh, which is normally $40, <clears throat> what remains of Edith Finch for $8 and much more. But the sale is only running until September 10th, so be sure to get in while the getting's good. And Hell another yeah. just quick reminder that Into the Breach by Subset Games is now free on the Epic Game Store and will continue to be until September 10th at 9 a.m. I don't so, know if that's like Mountain Time, Eastern Time. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not too sure. So was this this is the second time this happened because I got Into the Breach for free from Epic Game Store before, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that they're cycling through now. Like, don't get me wrong. It makes sense because like, They've already given out so many free games, but I wonder if this is going to be, you know, the, the first of many where they start recycling a lot of the games that they've given out for free. Because, you know, how can they, if they give out a free game every week, eventually they're going to run out, right? Yeah, uh, that is a good point. I Well, I don't know. Like, you'd assume with a lot of, like, new indie games and stuff that they could always just ask a new, like, indie developer if they could give their game away or something. I I mean, I don't really know exactly how it works, but there's a shitload of games out there. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. I just think, that, like, you know, that's a lot of money that they keep just being like, yep, just throw away more. Yeah, dude, Epic has just got, like, they've got fuck you money. Yeah, they really do. They really do. <laughs> um... Now, time to move into some new stuff. Our first five items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that Beat-Em-Up Super Punch Patrol by Bertil Horberg, I have no fucking idea, uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch on September 17th. That isometric RPG game deck by Onshar Studios, which we actually talked about in God Bless the Crowd when it was in its Kickstarter campaign, um, is headed to PC sometime in 2020 and the Nintendo Switch in 2021. That racing game Hot Shot Racing by Lucky Mountain Games and Sumo Digital LTD, which I think is super weird, uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC oh on september 10th that action adventure game witch eye by moon kid is now available on the nintendo switch and pc and lastly that rhythm game crypt of the necrodancer by brace yourself games is getting a physical release on the playstation 4 and nintendo switch specifically in europe uh with both a standard and collector's edition sadly there is no word of this heading to the united states uh i believe you could import it if you really wanted to but i don't know how that works so i'm just not gonna say you can do it um now over on Twinfinite, it's reported that creature collecting game Monster Harvest by Maple Powered Games is headed to consoles and PC sometime soon. That action RPG Chris Tales by Dream, 
Incorporated and Sync, maybe. I don't know. Uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch, PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on November 17th, with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X ports also coming sometime in the future. And lastly, the 3D fighting game. Override 2 Super Mech League by Moda Studios Brazil is heading to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in December of 2020. That's just too many. That's a lot. So many. Uh, Here we go. There's so many from IGN. It's like excessive. I really don't Um, want to. Okay, I have to prepare myself for this. Let's go. Now over on IGN, where it's reported that management sim Astronauts, I don't know, it's like Astronauts with an O, by Blue Bottle Games is releasing in an early access state on September 10th. The 2D platformer White Shadows by Monocle, uh, it's Monocle, I don't know why I had an issue with that, it's Monocle, uh, is headed to PC, uh, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X in 2021. The 3D platformer Tamarin by Chameleon Games is headed to PC and playstation 4 on september 10th that is uh, i believe developed by x rare devs yeah which is pretty cool it's like a 3d platformer slash shooter which is really interesting and it's got i can't wait to see it super weird looking protagonist so (laughs) there's that all around Um, interesting yeah absolutely that simulation game space crew by runner duck is headed to pc nintendo switch and uh oh the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 on October 15th, that roguelite action platformer Blade Assault by Team Suneat uh, was just revealed for PC, PlayStation 4, and the Nintendo Switch with no release date given, but it does look super cool. That action roguelite game gone viral by Skullbot Games is headed uh, er, heading into early access on September 24th. The 3D puzzle game Lab Rat by chump squad interesting name for a studio uh is headed to steam sometime this winter that roguelite platformer Scourgebringer by flying oak games and e studio is getting a full release on pc xbox one xbox game pass and nintendo switch on october 21st that action RPG Haven by the Game Bakers is officially releasing on Xbox Series X at launch. That adventure game Floor 13 Deep State by Oversight Productions is headed to the PC on September 29th. That beat em up Midnight Fight Express, which looks super cool. Everyone should look it up. It's fucking dope as shit by Jacob Diswillen. I don't know. That one's hard too. So um, hyped <laughs> until the name came up. Because is the the person's last name is spelled D Z W I N E L. I didn't even say it correctly because I said Diswillen and there's no N at the end. It's an L. How would you say that name? Uh, Diswill. I don't know. That, I hate that you did that so well. Um, is headed to the PC sometime in 2021. That sandbox survival craft game, Drake Hollow by the Molasses Flood, is available now on Xbox One and PC. I don't fucking know if it actually is, to be completely honest, because this was reported just the other day, and I tried to look it up right after, and it's not. I don't know where it's available, if I'm being completely honest. Mysteries. I have no idea. So. I don't know fucking the like, world figure will never it out. know i'm gonna i'm gonna check right now i'm gonna go to their steam page i'm gonna see 
It is not available on Steam. Oh, shit. Um, Is it available on the Microsoft Store? Let's see. It says... This is in-episode research right here. We're doing the real down-and-dirty stuff for you guys. Apparently, you could buy it on the Microsoft Store, and um, it is apparently included with Game Pass Ultimate. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe it is uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, so see, maybe it's on Game Pass PC. I don't know. I, I don't know where you could buy this game, but you cannot buy it on Steam. That's for Good sure. Good to know. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I kind of lost my place. Uh, that action platformer, <laughs> I don't know how to say this one if I'm being completely honest. It's H-A-A-K, so I'm just going to go like, hack. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh by bling game is coming to steam early access on september 16th check it out that game looks dope as shit it's h-a-a-k um that malcolm malcolm what the fuck what are you saying i don't even know i'm saying malcolm in the middle that's what i'm saying uh, that, <laughs> yeah, that mountain, seems like an interesting game <laughs> that mountain bike sim lonely mountain downhill um is or Lonely Mountains Downhill by Megagon Industries is getting a new DLC uh, mountain. Yeah, a new DLC mountain <laughs> titled. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having, having a, a lot of troubles. This has really gone am. on for far too long. We have to I, cut this. Because I feel like there is just too many. There's too many things. There's a, lot, there's a lot going on in the indie world. I don't know how to say this either. It's like... Et- Eldfall Island. It's E L D F J A L L Island. Uh, Eldford? I don't know. <laughs> the strategy game The Stone of Madness by Teku Studios is headed to PC, Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X in spring of 2021. That survival game Sendrez, I guess? Uh, it's C E N. D-R-E-S uh, by Nameless13 I guess, the Roman numeral for 13, um, is heading to PC in 2021. That puzzle platformer Little Nightmares 2 by Tarsier Studios is headed to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and the Nintendo Switch on February 11th, 2021. And lastly, that puzzle game, The Last Campfire by Hello Games is out now on the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, and Apple Arcade. And to round out the group over on GameSpot, it is reported that Rhythm Game Cadence of Hyrule by Brace Yourself Games just received its second DLC titled The Melody Pack, which includes 39 new and remixed Zelda songs. That Sky Children of Light by that game company on the Nintendo Switch has been delayed until 2021. And lastly, that Glumberland, developers of the possible, possible, popular, not possible, it's already happened. The the popular creature collecting game Ooblets has just released an early access roadmap which includes multiple updates and sets a release window for the game at late 2021. So Big Josh Boy, we've been blessed with so many amazing indie game news stories that it's time we get back to the creators in our next segment, God Bless the Crowd. This is where Big Josh Boy hops into all sorts of crowdfunding sites, finds something awesome for us to talk about, and we do just so. This week, we are over on Kickstarter looking at a game called Ever Tried, I guess. It's, yeah. it's not two words. It's only one word. It's Ever Tried, an isometric turn-based roguelike. Uh, the developers of it are Ever Tried Team, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's I have what no it looks idea. like. 
Yeah. Um, the goal that they were shooting for was $5,019. What they currently have at the time of this recording is $10,128 with 398 backers and 19 days left to go. Uh, what is their bottom tier here to actually get a copy of the game? Oh, they don't have one of those bullshit tiers. It's just 15 it's- bucks. <laughs> you get a copy of the game and you get special thanks in the credits. Josh, what do you think about Evertried? uh ever tried looks like a game that i would be into this is very much a roguelite style game uh i like the turn-based element to it it kind of reminds me of a much slower paced version of uh what's that one game that just recently came out i think it was one step from eden oh i was thinking about that too yeah yeah so i i really like the way this kind of works because it seems like it's turn-based, but also pressures you to try and be quick because there's like a, a bar at the top that kind of is like your combo bar that you're you're building up, which gets like a better score. And I, I'm sure that leads to something like a bigger amount of currency that you get at the end of each level or certain rewards. But it, it just, it looks very well done from what I can see here. I like the grid-based mechanics. I like the fact that you can do these little dash moves. You have these spells and abilities. You're fighting <coughs> these randomly generated worlds and, and areas and bosses. Like, I want to know more about it, obviously. Um, but this definitely looks like it's already you know been funded so it's awesome because i can't wait to see what this turns into um but yeah i mean if you're into turn-based like tactical games and roguelites this is definitely going to be for you yeah i love the art style i think it looks really really good this pixel art looks really clean really awesome it actually kind of reminds me of uh the game that like tom marx was talking about when he was playing fey tactics oh it's yeah, yeah, yeah art style reminds me of that a lot and i really like it my one big critique is of course of the trailer it's just gameplay there's too much okay it like leaves nothing to the imagination because there's literally like multiple things where it just shows them using the exact same spell over and over again (laughs) multiple times and i was like dude just like break it up i don't know like uh, like a like a cinematic piece or like words i don't know there's just too much <laughs> gameplay there's like there there's a perfect balance in a trailer between gameplay and story you have to have both mm-hmm. for it to be a really good trailer and this is like just gameplay yeah. and it's too much <laughs> i mean I get what you're saying, but I also disagree. Like, here's the thing is I'd rather have this than the opposite, which would be all just trailer, like video wise. Like I like, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I like knowing what I'm getting into, especially with a Kickstarter where you're like, what's the main piece that I'm going to be, you know, playing. It's going to be that actual mechanic of whatever it is. Gameplay looks like. So I, I do agree that obviously they probably could have put a little bit more work (coughs) into what the trailer is, but like, I still think this is better. And I like knowing what I'm actually going to get when I buy the game. Um, but I mean that, that being said, even still, like it's, it's still a good amount of gameplay. And like, I'm glad that it does show that just because, you know, this, I think it looks interesting. I think it looks fun. I think it's something that I could get into. I don't know that, like, generally with these kind of, like, very grid-based games, they're games that I enjoy but don't get really sucked into. But I also think that this would still be a fun game, and I'd love to try it out. 
Yeah, it looks really, really cool. I, I, I would never be good at it, so I don't know if I will ever actually buy it. I think the the idea of it is really cool that essentially, like, in life, if you don't earn your way into, like, the afterlife, you actually go to this tower and try to, like, kind of show your worth, in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are given a mask to, like, have your kind of, like, memories and yourself held together. But this tower is, like, kind of starting to degrade. And because of some random reason, a lot of, like, these creatures are actually losing their memories and becoming feral. I think that's really dope. Um, I, I should say the whole, like, trailer critique is obviously just for me because somebody who's going to get into this game, like, somebody like Josh, who is really, who would back this game and actually enjoy it, they're in it for gameplay, not for, like, a whole lot of other stuff, so it totally makes sense. Like, I feel like you're into a roguelike because it has great gameplay. Right. That is I mean, you, you have main to be. Reason. Like, a roguelike, the main like the main appeal is the fact that whatever mechanic or whatever gameplay loop they've set up is addicting fun and worth your time to keep doing if it's not it's not a successful roguelite because the whole concept is a roguelite is not in in some cases it is but it's not really like a story based like adventure it's more of a meticulous like i want to redo this over and over again and over again and over again and over again because i enjoy it because it's fun like that's the appeal of a roguelite yeah i guess that's why i liked west of dead so much or thought that it had so much potential is that it did have that nice mix of story in it that Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed but then of course it definitely had a lot of flaws as well but i thought it's gameplay was pretty fun (laughs) yeah it's, it's not to say that a roguelike can't have that it's just like the main underlying piece that makes a roguelite successful is the fact that you constantly want to keep trying it Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, While watching some of the gameplay, it kind of reminded me of, like, how you spoke about Into the Breach, how it was a lot about, like, kind of forcing different, uh, these different, like, aliens into environmental hazards. And it kind of seems like there's a little tinge of that in this game, where you're constantly, like, leading these different creatures into environmental hazards, which are very cool there seems like a lot of them and they hit one of their stretch goals to add even more so that's pretty dope like the variety and environmental hazards seems pretty interesting yeah i really like it because i i I definitely see this as being once again a, a good style of roguelite where there's a lot of variability in those different levels especially if there's so many hazards and they're randomly generated and they're in different areas and you get different randomly generated monsters like there's a lot of replayability when it comes to this and i i definitely enjoy the fact that it is going into those higher tiers and getting more of those pieces because like the more and more pieces that you throw into the mix obviously become tougher from a balancing perspective and from like their perspective of making it so the game is not too easy or too hard in different areas depending on just rng but like at the same time having so much versatility makes it a good game because you're always learning something new you're always feeling like you have that like oh i used these hazards to my advantage so it makes you feel smart it makes you feel good and like that's a very rewarding thing that you can get from roguelites like this Speaking of rewarding, I think uh, some of their, like, actual tiers, their rewards are kind of cool. Like, that you can make your own custom warrior sprite uh, Mm -hmm. for the protagonist that you could wear in-game. Of course, this goes against my whole, like, stop trying to make me make your game thing. But I do think that that's actually really cool. 
sorry to like burp and hiccup at the same time. It was pretty I crazy. know you gotta. <laughs> I mean, it was just so cool to you. You were just having trouble keeping it down. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's all good. I mean, I I still like even though it's like it's different, right? Because this would be your own personal thing you're building. This isn't just like, hey, build us a character that's in here, and everyone else gets to experience it. This is like you building your own thing that's specific to you, right? I mean, you can also do that. You can make an NPC in the tower. Well, that's, yeah, that's a tier I mean, as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you're never gonna get away from those. I feel like that's such a common one in Kickstarter's because it's so easy to say like give us a ton of money and we'll make it so you can have some kind of piece of yourself in the game but like yeah i don't i don't it's that's like every part of kickstarter You're never oh yeah i definitely get it it's like give us a couple hundred bucks and you will really become a piece of this game right like this might be your favorite game of all time and if it is you are immortalized in that game for the rest right. of your life in some sense or another. So I definitely get it. I'm just a fucking weirdo. Like I, <laughs> I'm not talented enough to do this shit. So I'm like a curmudgeon about it. Let's be real. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I definitely get it. Um, but I've it's pretty trouble. much gone through everything about ever tried. I think it looks very, very cool. I would absolutely recommend people check it out. Um, I will of course tweet out the Kickstarter link on Thursday before this airs. So you've already fucking, you already knew. You, because you're following us on Twitter, you understand that it's a great way to do so. And we're almost at like 400 followers, which I think is pretty freaking cool. Okay. Yeah. Thank you to all our current followers. Please tweet about us so we get even more. Yeah. And thank you to yeah. all our future followers for making a good decision in your life. Hell yeah. What was it? <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, you got to join us now. We're, we're only two episodes away from the no pants squirt episode or whatever the <laughs> fuck we were calling it. Your last episode. <laughs> Josh, do you have any final thoughts on ever tried that you want to share before we move into our listener questions? No, I think I think we pretty much touched upon it. I think it's definitely a game that if you're into roguelites or isometric turn-based type of games i think this is your jam you should check it out it's got an interesting story it's got some cool abilities and enemy types uh waiting and it's one of those things where it's like if you don't feel compelled to it they still got funded but possibly putting extra money will make the game even better and get it so that it has new and cool things so if it sounds like something you want i'd say you know check it out yeah Absolutely. So moving on to our last segment of the podcast. These are, of course, our listener questions. We only have one this week. So please write in your listener questions. You can do so in a myriad of ways. Is it like, oh, there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost mm-hmm. myself in there. So I, I just know. like, we're having fun with it. It's all good. You could do so by responding to our tweet about it. I post it on Mondays. I try to give you the news stories on Tuesdays because... I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely honest. For some reason, I just stopped doing that. Like I just forgot. I just, (laughs) I forgot that I was doing that. So I'm back on it. I'm going to try to do it. Um, and I remind you again on Wednesdays to do so as well. Uh, soon the days for that are actually going to change because we're going to be changing our recording date soon, which you'll know more about in a little while, like a couple weeks, but that is for future me to deal with. Future. Uh, you could do that. Or if you have a longer question that you'd like to write in, you can of course do so by emailing us at indieincursionpodcast at gmail.com. Chris Penwell responded because he's a beautiful British boy and I love him. Uh, he writes in from that, their active quest. Of course, I, I do have to mem- mention active quest. Please go of listen, course. review them, make them bitch asses, play some shitty video games. It'll be great. 
They're not actually shitty. Chris is going to play Red Dead. Joseph is going to have to play Kingdom Hearts. That's hilarious. Uh, But Chris writes in and said... Before we dive into that, what would your game be? You're like, I don't want to play this, but I guess I'll begrudgingly do it. I honestly don't think they're... Oh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I would... Yeah. I talk so much shit about that game that it would have to be Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I don't know what mine would be. I don't know that there's a game that I'm just like, no, there's no fucking way. I don't know. I feel like there has been a game in the past where you have just, oh, you know what? I feel like there has to be one thing. It would be like if we get, I don't know, fucking a hundred reviews or something, you have to buy something on the Epic Games Store. <laughs> like I will give you $10 and you will have to buy something on the Epic Games Store. No, it goes against my whole fucking my pact <laughs> no <laughs> games other than free <laughs> uh but chris penwell writes in it says did bubsy the bobcat deserve his reboot games if not what other platforming mascots should have replaced him i think that's kind of interesting that he said replaced him but i'm assuming just yeah. like took that place so what yeah. do you think josh did he deserve it and if not who deserved it more uh you know what I don't think Are you he gonna did. say like Commander Keen. Oh, uh, Commander Keen would be great, but I mean, he got a replacement, uh, like reboot, which uh, is gross. So uh, I wish they would have <laughs> just, you know, done him a little better, as opposed to making some weird puzzle game. As opposed to doing him dirty. Doing him dirty, <laughs> real dirty. No, Bubsy sucks, dude. I, I don't. I have no interest in Bubsy. He is a he is a joke. I don't like any of his games. Uh, he's kind of annoying. But at the same token, I'm going to say a mascot that is also super, super annoying, but I just have a weird nostalgia for it. I want Gex the Gecko. Did you ever play that game? No. Huh? I've heard oh, so much man. about it. Gex the Gecko, I I don't know why. I just really liked it when I was a kid. But like, just thinking about it, it's very similar to Bubsy in the regards of like, he just says the same couple of punchlines over and over and over again, and it's just super awful. Um, <laughs> just but super I, awful. It really was, but like I still loved it. Like I don't know why the platforming for it I thought was a lot of fun, and it was just I just have a lot of nostalgia feelings for it. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Bubsy, get out. Gex the Gecko is uh, is making his return. <laughs> I I've never actually looked at or given a shit about Bubsy. I've always thought it looked nagu. So I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. So Does he okay. deserve his reboots? I I don't think any of us are actually like we should talk about what people deserve. But maybe. Well, first off, I don't know a single person who really enjoys Bubsy. I mean, granted, <laughs> I obviously have a small select group of people that I talk to. I'm I'm not like really out there, but like. I don't know a lot of people who are really like hardcore just jonesing for another Bubsy game. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think it looks good. I don't want to play those games. I just, do they deserve it? I don't know. Maybe. Who does have a. I don't give a shit. Like, uh, if not, <laughs> what other platforming mascots should replace him? 
I'm going to be honest. I don't play that many different like 3D platformers and stuff like that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, in a sense, like cop out and I'm going to go, hey, uh, freaking shout out to, to Errol Moss from the In From Japan podcast and Parallax Media and just say, fucking Blink's the time sweeper, dude. Like, let's oh, yeah, let's get some go. new Blink's games, okay? I, I tried to play uh, the second game when I was a kid on my original Xbox and it was too scratched and I couldn't play it. And that's my entire experience with that game <laughs> and that wow. series of games. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah i guess we we need that reboot so that you can finally experience it <laughs> so i can finally play blinks the time sweeper i i have no fucking idea i would say hey you know what deserves more video games fucking rasputin from psychonauts i, I totally uh, yeah i was like, like i was like you know <laughs> i blanked dude i yeah. was just like doesn't Bleh. even know his favorite franchise over here that was a hardcore brain fart like i yeah. i need to get some food in me or something i guess I'm, so I'm feeling Dude, it, I'm, Mr. Krabs. I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped for Psychonauts 2. When is this fucking game coming out? Me too. It looks so good. Yeah. <gasps> I loved... Yeah. A lot of people were just like, oh, Xbox sucks, blah, blah, blah. The games are... Blah. Like, I was watching oh, Psychonauts 2, shit. and I was like, hell yeah. That game looks fucking rad. Yeah. Fucking raz. I'm honestly... I'm so excited to see what happens with Double Fine now that they're owned by Microsoft. Like, I'm hoping that the, like, the sales for Psychonauts 2 will be pretty darn goo so that we get more Psychonauts games. Like, I fucking love Psychonauts. Me too. But, I mean, even if not, Double Fine has always had, like... Double Fine's always had a problem about like really committing to games, which has always been an issue. But like, I I love the fact that they're a part of Xbox now, who can really like push them and also provide them those resources because they've always had some really interesting ideas or just creative games that come from that studio. So I'm all about them trying to throw more, you know, fuel to the fire. Yeah, yeah, me too. But that is the end of this podcast thanks everyone so much for listening if you would like to chat with us you can do so in a bunch of different ways just like you can write in a bunch of different ways it's all cool uh you can of course i would highly recommend that you follow us at indie pod on twitter for giveaways uh indie games news all sorts of fun stuff make sure you follow us there 100 percent recommended you can follow me specifically at hide legion that's h-y-d-e-l-e-g-i-o-n on twitter for all of my dumb shit you can email us at indie incursion podcast and you can follow the biggest of average josh boys at the underscore josh 90 on twitter anything you want to pimp out real quick josh before we hop off the podcast <laughs> so soothing um no, I uh, I really don't. I just have a lot of more developer interviews on the way. I'm trying to get some lined up. Just keep listening to our episodes. I really enjoy doing these developer interviews, and I, I really like that it seems like it's kind of taking off and people are enjoying it, especially with the increase in listens that we've gotten lately and downloads. Um, I don't have anything from a writing perspective. I really need to get back on that grind, but I've been pretty busy uh, with all the house shit, but there'll be more stuff eventually yeah yeah we're you're definitely a busy dude you got a lot going on right now and you've like kept up the interviews going this like entire time is absolutely insane i don't know how you're doing it you're amazing uh but that is the end of this podcast actually before we hop off here we are under the two hour mark so why not stretch this out a little i know i I keep being teased you're like we're done we're not we're done we're not (laughs) 
I just wanted to reiterate, of course, listen to the Seth DeGrasse interview. <laughs> the solo developer behind Project Sky. It's a very good interview. 100% recommended. Make sure to follow us at IndiePod and go there. Look for our resolution giveaway. We're going to be doing that this week, probably the Saturday after this airs. So just keep an eye on at IndiePod and please leave us leave us reviews, ratings, whatever. Live us uh, on whatever listening service that you are currently on to help us reach a bigger audience. Share this podcast with your friends so that we can tell everyone about the amazing indie games. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Plus, you know, we just need those ego boosts. Come on, give us those sweet, sweet reviews. Five stars. Absolutely, dude. Ever since people have listened to this podcast, I've been 100% just incorrigible, okay? I've been a little piece of shit. I'm like, I'm a fucking rock star. I walk down hallways. I just like fucking stiff arm people. I start elbowing people in the face. (laughs) Yeah. I I walked into class and they're like, oh, uh, what's your name? And I'm just like, you don't fucking know my name, bro? You don't know who I am? I fucking talk about indie games. And I don't get paid for it. You you think you know what my name is? There's yeah. no fucking way you do that. So much hubris. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye fam.